In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. (coughs) Excuse me. If we are honest with ourselves, all of us can more than likely think of a time when you had to make a decision between two actions, except both of these actions would be considered good. Perhaps they were varying scales by which we might say that each action held more goodness than the other, or we might even say that this choice might make a benefit that will help more people. Therefore, it's more inherently good. Sociologists have run many tests and what-if scenarios to see what our human response to certain good actions are and what choices we tend to make and are they really the better choice. And that is part of what today's gospel lesson invites us into, making the better, the more correct choice out of two options. The choice that Jesus has given is this. Option one, tell the woman who has been disabled for 18 long years to come back tomorrow because it is the Sabbath and he mustn't do any work. Or option two, take the time to heal and bless this woman by laying hands upon her and releasing her from her bondage that she was experiencing even though it is the Sabbath day. Part of what makes the choice difficult is we have two good options. The Sabbath day is a good day. We have lost much of the holiness that surrounds the celebration of Shabbat, and as a result, we are sometimes tempted to look upon the Sabbath as some ancient Jewish thing that was so highly regulated that it was a burden rather than a joy. Frankly, There could be nothing further from the truth, especially from its inception. God, in Genesis, hallowed and sanctified the Sabbath, the day of rest, as he ended the work of creation. The Sabbath was a day set aside in Jewish life to do nothing except spend time in the presence of God and with family in that order. It was a day to go to the synagogue, to learn and study Torah, to teach your children and grandchildren about the ways of God, and to worry about nothing in this world apart from your relationship with the Almighty. And the regulations that we associate with Shabbat were there to help you do that by not allowing you to do other things. It's sort of like seatbelt laws. They're not there to dampen your joy of the open road, but are there to keep you safe if you are in an accident. Sabbath laws were there to keep you in line so you didn't stray too far away. And if we read the prophets, one of the major complaints that God issues against Israel is that they no longer keep his Sabbath in the way that he desires them to. Now, in the codes of Torah and Levitical teachings, there were times and instances when it was indeed right to labor on the Sabbath. If you had an animal 
like an ox or a mule that was in danger and could lose its life, it was permitted for you to save that animal. Likewise, if someone was critically ill, perhaps had been in an accident or was dying from a disease, it was permissible for you to cure or to tend to them. The reasoning behind this was because a life on the line is more valuable, and God values life, all life. And so it was not considered work to save someone who was drowning or choking or bleeding to death. But enters this woman, the woman who was stooped over, who had lived in shame. She didn't have a critical condition. She had a chronic condition, something she had lived with for a long time. And in the minds of the leaders of the synagogue, one in particular that we are introduced to in our reading, she could certainly have lived with it for one more day and not risk incurring God's wrath on his synagogue. Jesus wasn't going to be going anywhere anyways because travel wasn't permitted on the Sabbath. So why not wait until sundown or whatever time Sabbath ended that weekend and Jesus could then do his thing, the woman could be healed, and the synagogue could continue with no scandals attached to it. A nice, neat solution wrapped up even with a bow. But Jesus didn't see it that way. Jesus just didn't glance over and see a woman who was stooped over. And I've often envisioned her with some sort of cane or walking stick. He didn't just glance over and say to himself, oh, poor thing, maybe I ought to go and heal her. No, rather Jesus saw the disfigurement and not only the physical pain, but also the emotional, the psychological pain associated with this crippled nature. And in a society like this first century one, this woman would have been an outcast, a nobody. And while she may have been welcomed into the synagogue as a Jew, she probably would have been ostracized, sort of kept away from the children, maybe even ignored if she dared to enter into a conversation. What Jesus saw was a person not an animal, not an other, but a person. The Son of God saw a daughter of Abraham who needed him to heal her body, restore her dignity, and allow her to fully participate in the works of God. Now, let me make sure that we don't confuse something. Jesus is not casting aside the Sabbath. Jesus is showing the glory of the Sabbath. Jesus is not demonstrating that the Sabbath is not important or essential. 
but rather that it is vital and life-giving. The Sabbath is a day for restoration, for healing, for being made whole again. Remember back to the story of the fall. And Adam is told that because of his and Eve's sin, they shall work and they shall eat bread only by the sweat of their brow. But we also need to remember the commandment to the children of Israel. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days you shall labor and do all your work. You, your sons or your daughters, your slaves, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord God made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. The Lord God gave us a day for physical rest from our labor. How much more so does he also give us a holy day for our spiritual, emotional, and mental rest as well? We all must learn to keep a Sabbath day, a day that's free from the intrusions of this world. It is perhaps in our modern society, one of the most difficult things to do. And it is something that we can certainly learn from our Jewish friends who practice it with great fervor. But when the opportunity presents itself for you to help restore someone to life, to alleviate pain in their lives, Jesus' call to us is to always be there to answer their cries, be it the Sabbath day or not. Let us put away for at least one day a week the demands and calls of the world and focus on our callings in the Lord. Let us learn again how to keep the Sabbath holy and to use that day for the things that truly matter, our relationship with God, our relationship with others, our relationship to the stranger whom we haven't met down the street. Let us begin to once again make this day, our Lord's Day, a day to bring life, healing, and joy back into this world. And the joy begins here with our Eucharistic feast, our great thanksgiving, thanksgiving for the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. So let us also learn to come here to be healed, to be refreshed and fed and to go back into this world to bring the joy and healing of Christ's salvation to the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.